You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You can find me on Instagram at tripadvice. You can find me on TikTok at tripadvice. You can find me on YouTube if you like to watch YouTube videos, youtube.com slash tripadvice. Trip is with two Ps if you're new here. And if you're new here, well, welcome to episode 712. My friend, you got some catching up today, but uh, that's okay. We'll get to it. So I will admit this. I already recorded this intro and it was, uh, it was about seven to 10 minutes long and my mic was not on. So I'm doing it again, but every time I do it again, it always comes out better. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Where do I begin? All right. Today's episode is about the nice guy, nice guy tendencies. What is the nice guy? The nice guy is the guy who's the people pleaser, the guy who's doing nice things for women or people in general so that people desperately like him. He's the guy who comes off weak because of those things. Because when you do those nice guy things, it's not because you're trying to be a good person. It's because you're trying to get people to like you and your self-esteem is low. That's why you have these nice guy tendencies. And so I want to shed some light on why nice guys don't ever get laid and, and more importantly, how to fix the nice guy. And this is going to be all discussed all through a coaching that I did way back in 2013, 10 years ago. In fact, it might be almost exactly 10 years ago because I think I was, I was going in the spring because where I went was Canada to coach a client. His name is T. We'll call him T. And coached in Canada. And this is about two years into TripAdvice. So TripAdvice is uh, two years old at that point. This month, we're going to have the anniversary of the 12 years of TripAdvice. And that's when I actually put up my, my website. So I like to call that the anniversary. Anyway, I go all the way to Canada. I coach this guy. We go out. We talk to women. It was an amazing experience. He's such an amazing guy. I catch up with him on email every couple of years. Last time I heard, he had a girlfriend. Hopefully, he still does. Not sure. I should definitely catch up with him again. But anyway, he, he, had, a, he had nice guy tendencies. And I could tell, I could just, he didn't even have to say it to me. I could notice it in the first hour that we were together. And so on this recorded audio, you're going to hear me coach him through it and talk about the nice guy tendencies and then talk about what women are really attracted to. So that way you can learn from it and fix it. And if anyone knows nice guys, it's a good old trip over here because I am a former nice guy. That's right. Former nice guy. And I still will see some of those tendencies leak out. And then I cringe at it because I know that we can't do that. You can't do it. I shouldn't do it. It's not real. It's fake. It's manipulative. It's bad. It's the opposite of nice. It's, it's harmful. 
because it just lies and it's not you and you're not really getting to the core issue, which is your self-esteem. So that's why I feel like this episode is so important. It's one from the archives, by the way. So it is one that I've pulled. This is an episode that has been on the podcast before. At least this recording has. And it's so good that I'm even shocked that it wasn't one that I already pulled out from the archives. Because I remember this. I remember posting it. I remember very well exactly where we were. We were in my hotel room doing this coaching. We were on a break from approaching and and I recorded this. So I remember all of it. It's so good. I'm so glad to be sharing this with you. Apologies. If you just heard it, I know that there's been some double digit downloads on this episode the past few months, but you know what? You should probably listen to it again because it's that good. But you know me, I'm always taking out best of really good episodes from, from long ago and bringing up to the front so you can listen to it and you can, and you can get a taste of it because, Hey, this is episode 712. And we ain't stopping anytime soon. So anyway, this is a great episode. You're really going to like it. Quick personal updates on me is Megan and I are leaving Tulum. We are going to go to Austin, Texas. Very excited about that. Tulum has been amazing. It is so fun to be somewhere international for so long. This is my record-breaking length of being international in one place. So I have been outside for longer. I did four to five months in Southeast Asia in, in 2017, 2018, but I was bouncing around to different places. This is my record. And it was such an interesting experience to be somewhere for so long in one place that was not America. You really get to settle in. You get to learn the place, the culture, start speaking the language. I really brushed up on my Spanish, my Espanol. And it was so cool just the challenge and going through it. And I'm sharing this with you because I really want to encourage you to do the same thing. Travel. It is like killing two birds with one stone because you learn so much. You challenge yourself. You meet people. You can meet women. It's easy to socialize. It takes you out of your comfort zone in, in so many different ways because it's not easy to be living in a different country. Not even saying you have to live in a different country, but traveling, going, moving, getting out there. It's really really awesome. Anyways, excited to go to Austin. I will throw this out there right now. I'm not going to guarantee this, but one thing I'd like to do, maybe this will be in the next couple months, if not sometime this year, I'd like to do this, is a live event. And I'd like to make it free as well. So a free live event. I, I even posted about this already in Trips Corner, which is my private Facebook group which I'll come back to that in a second, but I posted in there and people said they'd be interested in coming just to speak to you guys, shake your hands, meet you, help you, coach you, whatever I can do. So we're thinking about it. I don't know yet. Not sure. Definitely going to Austin, but the live event being there. I don't know. Just wanted to keep you updated on that. So really excited about that. What else? Okay. So trips corner trips corner my private Facebook group. That is for people who have gotten the program called Hooked. Hooked is my course, my online course that teaches all of my methods and my formula for attraction, TED. It's about eight to 10 hours. You can watch it from your laptop, your phone, your tablet. And it's a course that 
came out that I released in 2017. I consistently update it so it's never old and outdated. So you should check it out. That will get you into Trip's Corner. Getherhooked.com is where you can go to purchase that. And if you think a course is not something that you want, you want more hands-on work and still get into Trip's Corner, you can go to Trip Advice Coaching. That's where you will get more work. We will work with you one-on-one. We will make sure that you get results. We will hold your hand and coach you through the whole process. I'm excited because in about 13 minutes, I'm going to hop on a call where I'm going to get some more coaching. I'm going to be doing a accountability program in the fitness and health realm. So I'm going to be learning more about that in just a bit. Very excited. But anyway, if you need help, you want to get coached, work with us. We will help you. We will get you there. And then come over to Trips Corner where there's like 2,000 guys and posting all the time, answering each other's questions. I'm going to leave people anonymous, but someone wrote today, win for me this week is that I've been matching with a lot of attractive younger women on the apps. I have three dates set up this week and 20 plus leads. How amazing is that? Someone else says in Trips Corner, a very, very minor win, but I struck up a brief convo with a woman at a bar Saturday night. I'm an introvert and have a hard time talking to strangers. She was being weird, so I didn't pursue it beyond a couple of exchanges. I said to him, dude, that's a huge win because I know it's not easy to do that. So we're sharing our wins in there. We're talking. It's great. If you want a group of like-minded guys to be connecting with Trips Corners where it's at. So you can either get the program, get her hooked, or join the coaching program. Links are in the show notes. All right. So today's episode, like I said, old coaching, but the concepts are still fresh and it's going to help you out a lot. So listen to it here and now. Enjoy. Take notes. So three reasons why nice guys never get the date and never get laid. So we went over some of that stuff already. I was just saying, uh, on the, on the drive home last night, you were saying that I was submissive. Yeah. So talk about like, I was like, what do you see in me kind of thing? And you just brought that up. Yeah. Submissive. I mean, it's kind of more of an intuition thing. Okay. You know, but like, yeah, like you, like you're following me, like you're not keeping up with me, mm-hmm. you know, you're agreeable. You kind of have this like defeatist mentality. You know what I'm talking about? Um, denying myself. Everything is negative. Everything is, I suck. Everything is, I fucked up. Everything is, I'm retarded. <laughs> that's how I'm hearing you speak. Yeah. So that's why we had to go over in your game for so long because that's where it all begins. Yeah. The techniques are just good, but if you don't feel good about yourself, no one's going to feel good about you. Yeah. The only reason why you don't feel good about yourself is because you don't feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know you're a cool guy. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. You're a cool guy. You're an awesome guy. Yeah. You are. You're an awesome guy. Thank you. 
You're an awesome guy. You are. So you have to realize that. Mm-hmm. You realize that when you're talking to anybody, literally anybody, and I don't mean in a cocky way, like I'm better than you, mm-hmm. but that you're a guy of value. You bring pleasure to other people's lives. You're mm-hmm. talented. You're driven. You're not lazy. Mm-hmm. You're open-minded. You're open to change. Not a lot of people are open to change. Yeah. You're an awesome guy. <laughs> I believe it. But it doesn't even matter if I believe it. If I don't, then it's all for nothing. Right. Yeah. So you have to stop <laughs> that voice in your head that's telling you to feel shitty about everything. Because if you continue to feel shitty, then everything's going to be shitty. And you're never going to keep applying and keep learning. You got to keep moving forward. You have to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And with a negative attitude, it's going to be difficult. You're going to be fighting against yourself. Yep. I'll be knocking myself off my track constantly. It's not a battle of the sexes. It's not man versus woman. Like you fucked up and you're like, well, she was a bitch or she sucked or she was ugly anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, that attitude is never going to push you forward. Yeah. Instead, it's all right. It didn't work out that one time. How can I get better? What can I fix? Or maybe there's that small chance that it truly was out of your hands. Mm -hmm. But that's usually not always the case. There's always something you can do better. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Right. Mm -hmm. Like even when I went out and did those approaches, I remember I came back to you. I was like, you know what? I should have done this. I should have done this. I forgot to do this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it still worked out, yeah. but you know, maybe there's some things I could have done better and I'll know, okay, to teach future students that stuff or I'll have to do that next time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but I know if I did like 20 more approaches that night by like the fifth or sixth, seventh approach, I would have fixed all those things. Cause I'd be like, Oh yeah, I didn't do that. I got to do that. Or that girl didn't react to me so well. Why? Oh, it's probably because of this. Or I might've said that kind of weirdly. That might've been creepy. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know if it was or not, but I'll try not to do that next time and see if I get better results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a feedback thing. It's not like some assholes, like following you around, pointing out your faults in a negative way. It's, it's constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. I just call it critiquing because that doesn't have the uh, same negative vibe as criticism. Mm-hmm. Feedback. Feedback. Feedback on on uh, your. You know, you have a craft that you're working on, so you need feedback. You need to know. Right, a skill. Yeah. 
if it is a skill, then that means that you need feedback on it to know if you're applying that skill. Right. That's just the way it works, but it's framed differently. It's framed based on so many emotions and ideas of self-worth are tied to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta you gotta burst through those. Mm-hmm. You gotta burst through your ego. Mm-hmm. Creating those moments of suffering, telling you that you're not good enough, telling you that you know so and so is going to be it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's anyways back to what we were saying originally is the submissive part. So yeah, I saw that you. I could just tell that you were submissive mm-hmm. for all those little reasons. Yeah. Because those, all those inner game issues cause a person to put themselves in a place of lower value, which would make them submissive. Say that again? If a person has all those personality traits or inner game issues, they will put themselves, that makes them feel like they're lower value. And the lower value behavior is essentially submissive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's part of it. Okay. Yeah. It, it could cause that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think other things can cause you to be submissive, but that's definitely it. Yeah, well, just... It's my... Um, yeah, you think people are better than you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just intimidated for some reason. So I'm like... Uh, it's that nice guy syndrome where... I, I have this thing where I'm kind of like... Uh, well, I told you, I'm kind of aloof, right? I just sort of go with the flow. But the only time I get driven is when I'm working on my projects, right? And that's just me and the project. When it comes to me being around other people, I don't have my own thing going on. I don't have, like, my own world going on or my own frame. So I just sort of go with the flow and not meant following you. I mean, like, you're my coach. I'm just sort of, like, letting you go around. But during that time, I could have been following your advice but kind of doing my own thing rather than waiting for you to do everything. So that's just kind of, this is a bad habit I'm going to have to break out of. Right. It's, well, it's, it has to do with being independent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Meeting girls and socializing has to be your project. Yeah. <laughs> that's a project. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought you already saw it that way, but if not, this is a project. That was my project. It was a project. I worked on it. I was actively working on it and, and setting goals and accomplishing stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a project. Yes. Projects have however long it takes to, to accomplish a project. could be whatever, whatever time limit. There's going to be ups and downs throughout the entire project. Mm-hmm. But you got to stay with it. Yeah. And keep working at it. Okay. So basically we're saying three reasons why girls don't like nice guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a nice guy is submissive, which is not dominant. Mm-hmm. Dominance is an attractive male trait. Yes. I knew that. Why? Why is being dominant attractive to women? 
It comes down to our evolution. Women are physically more vulnerable than men. A man has to be physically less. So if she's vulnerable, then that means that a man is no good to her unless he is less vulnerable, physically and mentally. Let's say the guy's big and tough, but he's submissive and doesn't stand up and protect her. That's no good. But if he is dominant, that essentially means that he puts himself first. Okay, so if a man is dominant, then that means that the woman can trust that it makes her feel safe, basically, and it makes her feel like he's controlling things. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the the intrinsic biological shit that's going on in terms of the dominance thing. I'm not sure how it relates to actual like uh, social dynamics. But that's the, like the biology part of it. Well, the way it relates to social dynamics is just understanding that. We know that that's an attractive trait. We know that women are attracted to that. So we have to show those traits. Mm-hmm. They want to know that they can find a man who's dominant. Yeah. Nice guys are not dominant. Nice guys are submissive. They're going to let girls walk all over them. They're going to let people walk all over them. Yeah, so... And uh, women do not want to be around a guy like that because he has to be uh, strong. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's not even being about physically strong. Although that helps him, you know. doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt, yeah. But you don't have to be. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you can run your life fine. Right. Because you make decisions. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, another reason why nice guys don't get the girl because they're boring and girls want to have fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Boring. Why do I want to spend my time with anybody who's boring? I don't want to spend time with a guy who's boring. Mm-hmm. My friends aren't boring. They won't be my friends. Why do I want to spend time? Our most precious commodity. Why do I want to spend my precious time with someone who I can't have fun with? Why does a girl want to spend and have sex with a guy spend time and have sex with a guy who's boring? They don't. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. You have to be interesting. Nice guys are boring because they're bland. And I think the nice guy syndrome is caused by self-esteem issues. So the self-esteem makes the nice guys boring because they don't, uh, again, it's that denying themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, this, uh, they're boring and bland because they because they have low self-esteem, there's no passion and drive. They're just sort of humdrum going through life, the steps. Right. But there's no real like life and spirit right. behind it. So that's part of the reason why they're bland. Right. And I also, like, think, thinking of my experience, I sort of expect and hope that because I'm such a nice guy, everybody just recognizes it, and that that's why I get, um, that's what will bring me my uh, success and recognition. Right. So what we have to learn is that nice guys, while it's a good trait to be nice, it's not the only trait that's going to attract women. No. You know? When we say nice guys, we don't mean, you know, oh, well, well, if women aren't attracted to nice guys, then they're attracted to assholes. And it's not really the same thing. No. You can be a good person. Yeah. And not be a nice guy. Right. 
Yeah. How we're labeling the nice guy. Mm-hmm. Submissive, boring, right? And part of the reason of why the nice guy doesn't attract the woman is because they don't have any polarity. So I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. you know, they're just kind of doing what they got to do. Mm-hmm. Like what you said. And they're not polarizing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's more interesting to be with somebody who has an opinion, who has thoughts, who has passion, who's got that, that, you know, drive for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you're a nice guy and you're agreeable, it's just, it just, it's not exciting. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is you can't be an asshole and you can't be too non-agreeable because then you're just not going to be able to connect with the girl. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a dichotomy in a sense. Mm-hmm. You can't really go to both sides. You got to stay somewhere in the middle. You know, but you don't want to be too perfectly in the middle because then you're not polarizing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's funny how that works because you're, you don't want to be a prick face. (laughs) Essentially, you don't want to, but if you're just too agreeable, then the woman gets the sense. Again, this is all theoretical stuff. I read the woman gets the sense that you could be pushed around. Like she sort of, it's almost sort of like a shit test. Like she'll like try to walk all, if she suspects the guy, this is like unconscious on her part, but she, if she suspects that the guy is uh, submissive, then she will like push him around to see how he reacts. And then if he's easy to push around, then she like sort of loses interest in him because she knows, well, he's submissive. He's weak. He's not uh, equipped. To, for me. Right. So, because she thinks, well, if I can push him around, anybody can push him around. And I don't want to be with a guy who can be pushed around because that's, it wouldn't keep me safe. Right. It wouldn't be a life that I want to live, like an exciting, interesting, safe life. Yeah. Exactly. So it's basically wired into their uh, instincts. Yeah. It's not whatever it. <laughs> anyway. And let's see, another, I'm trying to think of a third reason of why nice guys never get the game you know, The qualities of a nice guy. I got one for you. Um, because the nice guys don't go for what they want, so they're not going to go for the girl early. They might even, like, even if the girl is, like, showing interest, they might abandon or, like, eject, like you say. If I was to come on to a girl and like aggressively and boldly flirt with her and all that shit, that seems just like such a huge leap to me because I'm just so, I'm just like caution to the wind going for what I want, which is her, you know? Right. And guys don't go for what they want. That's a good point. So basically what I'm hearing you say is that the reason why a nice guy is never going to get the girl, never get laid, is because he's not going to be... Because they don't take chances, they don't flirt. Yeah, they don't they take don't chances. They don't go sexual. They don't. And they they feel ashamed if they feel ashamed of going sexual. They think it's bad. Right. It's their way, the way they're conditioned. Like I think this is this is another way that I've been messed up. I don't know how it happened to me. That's something you read also. No, this okay. this is like my own observation. Okay. Is um. Uh even though flirting is 
a perfectly natural, well, actually it is kind of what I read. I read in one of the books, the manual, I read about it and it talks about how guys that are nice guys, they, uh, their social conditioning makes it so that they're afraid to be flirtatious, even though it's perfectly natural behavior. Also, I think a big thing there is that nice guys will want, nice guys want everyone to like them. Mm -hmm. If they push sexual boundaries with the girl, then there's a chance that they're going to get rejected. And a nice guy can't handle getting rejected because he needs everybody to like him. He needs everybody to like him. Indeed. Yes. So that nice guy is like, I can't handle someone not liking me. Mm -hmm. And they assume that if you start to flirt with a girl and go sexual, well, they're probably assuming because they have low confidence that the girl's not going to like them. Yeah, sure. So it's easier just to be nice, be their friend, be the nice guy who's non-sexual. Yeah. And then friend-zoned. And then just one more friend and one less girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. I'm worried, like, if I see, like, a girl and we're, like, there's nothing, like, uh, uh, flirty or sexual going on, but we're just sort of hanging out. And then I thought, okay, well, I want to sort of move on her kind of thing. And then I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, but if it doesn't go well, then it'll fuck everything up. And that's not good. And that's uncomfortable. So I don't want to do that. Plus something about flirting just makes me feel like that's bad. That's dirty. That's, I don't know where that came from, but it's there. (laughs) Feel like I'm being bad. Right. Like kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like you need to be proper. Yeah. You need to be a gentleman. Yes. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. But what guys don't realize is that girls want sex. They want the guy to take her and fuck her. Yeah. Give her... Yeah. You know why? It's because I was raised by all females. They raised me to be all, like, all proper and whatnot. Bad. Bad, yeah. And one another thing in that book, it said that, like, uh, uh, moms, grandmas, aunts, they do not think of their... Uh, sons, grandsons, or nephews in a sexual way. So they raise them in such a way where uh, everything is completely asexual, uh, even though there's a male-female dynamic. So when the the poor guy that's raised by all females goes into his adult life, it's the same sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. So flirting with a woman is just so out there to them. Because it wasn't, because it never happened. I, I, can, I don't explain it very well, but yeah, it's it's uh, just something that I think is probably happens with a lot of poor guys that didn't have any male role models in their life that were raised by all females. They learn that they have to get approval from females, and that's what happened to me. And I hear it's a common thing. They should see their dad flirting with their mom. Yeah, they should see their dad grabbing their mom and giving her a big kiss. Yeah, and grabbing her ass and all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, maybe not when they're five, but like when they start to get older, they should see the flirt, the love, because mm-hmm. then they're going to be like, "Oh, that's what my dad does," which is normal. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're going to know, like, "Oh, that's that's how I should treat women," like with this flirty, this flirty way. Yeah, because he'll look at it and notice that she likes it. That's the biggest thing, right? I always used to think that girls didn't like it. It's like, and this is a little intense and deep, but it's like when fathers beat their mothers, a lot of times they're 
the, those the siblings and the siblings uh, the, the children will grow up t- to beat their wives because mm-hmm. that's what they know yeah you know it's like they know other way they don't know any other way mm-hmm. don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com <laughs> 